Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and thanks very much for tuning in yet again to the Irish NRL show as per usual, accompanied by Cash. How are we mate? All good? Not too bad. I got a bit of sun today so I'm a little bit tired. Um, it is episodes like this, you'd be delirious that we're uh, audio only podcast because <laughs> yeah. I'm recording with the lobster, not the Cash today. A bit of uh, beetroot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lot to get through and um, obviously usual rigmarole power rankings for tackle and the previews ahead for next weekend but we'd be remiss to not obviously bring up domestically the all Ireland final is this weekend so the the Longhorns take on the Broncos I think in Kildare uh, Broncos probably favourites after winning going unbeaten in the in the season but the Longhorns have that uh, established probably arguably one of the most successful clubs in in Ireland yeah um, they've kind of joined in recent years they've kind of joined the ranks of the Eccles before them and it's obviously the Treaty City Titans were no yeah. more um, definitely one of the more successful clubs especially over the last decade um, so yeah it'd be an interesting contest and I suppose I don't know if anyone's done it before given the second division is a kind of a new concept but I would assume no one's gone back yeah, to back, back, back no, all Ireland two different levels so look Without much further ado, we'll get into the crux of the show, power rankings. Do we want to go top down? I think it's easier top down, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'll give you a clue, the bottom's not much change. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the top is as well. So the top two are unchanged. We're going with Pembroke 1, Broncos 2. Yeah. Been that way for the last number of weeks. Neither side has given us any reason Real to move. Dominance, yeah, either like... Uh, yeah. They're both consistently as good as each other. And they're on the same points, like, yeah. so fair. The storm like maybe is a bit of recency bias, but I think just on the performance of the weekend, we have to drop them down at least a spot. So they dropped down to four. It wasn't. It's was probably the team below them. Yeah. More than the storm itself. Um, look, I'm not entirely happy with this, given I feel felt a bit robbed, but we get to that later. <laughs> um, Warriors then push up to third. Everyone's second favorite team, I think it's fair to say. Raiders remain unchanged at fifth. Big rise this week. Cowboys all the way up to sixth from ninth. They probably were at ninth for far too long. If no, honest. yeah. If we if we were doing it properly, we probably reckon we should have put them up a little yeah. bit, or they could have been stepped up every week. Like I think we look for convenience. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, as blokes. Uh, next two slides. Uh, bunnies drop down one spot to seventh, and Paradox hang in place to eighth, which means the massive follower this week is the Sharkies. Just can no longer keep them in the top eight. No. Um, it's been disappointment after disappointment. 
Up one spot is Manly, down one spot is Titans, up one spot is Knights, and down one spot is Dolphins. Very hard done by the door on, on the bye. They won that as well. Yeah, <laughs> big key victory for the Dolphins. Uh, and then the bottom four stayed the same. Are unchanged. The Roosters were much improved though, so they're yeah. slightly unlucky, but I couldn't drop the Dolphins two spots. And then obviously the Dragons, the Bulldogs, and if there was an 18th position up for them all in the West, would be there. But with a gap between, we can't. So we'll leave it as is. And it's four o'clock next, and it is myself to deputise Sonny. Perfect. Uh, first point of conjecture. Get to show. All oh, right. Yeah. Give show your colours. Show your colours. Uh, unbiased, but uh, given the decision not to award a penalty try to the Raiders on the weekend. Obviously, I'm referring to the Dallin Latani Slesniak incident. Um, should we be concerned with the current state of the bunker? Because, as a whole, not this incident only, does seem to be further confusing the refereeing process. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think even the Heinz situation with the with the linesman, like it wasn't forward pass, but you still get it as forward pass. But you also get three decisions. But yet, they don't want the bunker, so the linesman has to make the decision. Mm. So it's a bit of a, <laughs> a double-edged sword. Like, it's where where do you stop with the bunker? I know it. It's great to see someone back themselves and make a decision. But there is a chance if a try is scored or not scored to go back and look at the bunker. But then yet you see this, and they don't give the right decision. Exactly. I think yeah. I think if we're, if we're being brutally honest upright and control other things like there is similarities to maybe VAR in Premier League in, in the UK yeah yeah just it's a just there's fine tuning and I think maybe as fans we're all for technology mm. but we're also not happy for it to be put in place and no fine tuning to be to take yeah. place I think I think Graham Anthony and the boys probably need to yeah. have a good hard look at it to be to give the Raiders those two points because they undoubtedly <laughs> would have won. I know it was the first half. I know it was six eight. <laughs> yeah, this is, but undoubtedly <laughs> would have gone run home to win. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm jesting with, with that. But it's one. It was one of the rare times where Ricky blows up in a press conference, and I completely stand yeah, by. Of all the blow ups, yeah. Ricky does in the press yeah. conference. Sometimes you kind of go. Mm, yeah, Ricky. I think it's more to take. <laughs> I'm biased. I'm biased, Ricky. But yeah, I got, I got idea. Yeah, it's a strange one with like I know in rugby union when it started in rugby union like it was very much they had to sort of like bring rules in to sort of stop it from being like a we'll go back to that seven tackle back there like yeah. so it was like two tackles out or two rucks out yeah. play um, and uh, and it's the question of how the ref questions the bunker exactly in yeah. a way that it takes away the control the bunker can't say but this happened like whatever is asked by the ref the bunker has to answer if if the ref doesn't ask the question that you need to answer it's your own fault and look not to be talking too much about the dirty code uh, but it's gotten to a stage now in union where people will blow up at the ref for asking the wrong question yeah they will say he's asked any reason why I can't award the try or it's when do you know that type yeah, of thing yeah it's, it's, that, that especially is there any reason why I can't award the try yeah and that opens the whole thing for the bunker which I, I don't mind that but it's if the if the ref doesn't ask that question you cannot answer that question I think the bunker and that's best 
So then me again. So uh, with the new night sort of uh, little revamp over the season, best is going to test the market after his new set Wales Arden debut. Like, uh, just uh, where's his best landing spot? Um, it, it, I see this as a combination of two things. One, he'd be an idiot not to test the open market. Oh, that he has no. I I would have no confidence as a nice player. Is it going the right direction? But there's an element too of he's just arguably having one of the best origin debuts ever. Now is the time to strike and look for more money. Even if he wants to stay in Newcastle, he kind of has to do this move. Mm. Um, is it a good thing for Newcastle? No. Um, ultimately, he either stays or he either or he, sorry, he either goes or he either stays on more money than you would have got a money off and pick for origin three. Um, but landing spots. It's a uh, sombrero was out looking for him again anyway. That was the name that was thrown around. I think a lot of places be good like what he gives you as a winger, he's explosive. But his yardage work is phenomenal. Yeah. Like he's such a big body like such a big body, great yardage uh from the long goal line, not afraid to put his hand up for the hard carries. No. Seems I know he had a bit of controversy around uh I can't remember where he went to. Oh Bali. Went to Bali, but by himself, by himself. Yeah. So the the whole went the whole rumor was that the whole yeah. team is going to Bali. Yeah. He was the only person to go to Bali for a tattoo and a, a serve and to catch up with a friend. And when he was off for the week, like yeah, it's absolutely um, ridiculous. Like, and it, it very much from reports, he's a he's almost. I don't want to say Regan Campbell Gillard because Regan Campbell Gillard has brushed players the wrong way, mm. um, when he, especially with attendance and stuff like that, but. Robin Best just seems to be a good bloke. He seems to move to the beat of his own drum. Yeah. Don't think he's going to cause any issues organisationally. No, very much. Yeah. That is. Um, if if I obviously there's reports that Gus is making a move for uh, <laughs> a million for Seal Taco uh, Taco Lee, whatever he's the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's over in the Super League. Catalan. I would be looking for him. Yeah. The problem is their back line. Yeah. Massively, forward pack is I think it's the, the, he'll get that right before he gets the back line right. Mm. I think, I think he's. I, I think we're going to touch on it later on about moving some players around, but uh, he'll get that right before he gets that back line right. Yeah, which is an interesting one. I'd personally love to see him go to the Roosters. We're losing <laughs> Joseph to the. As oh, you it's, say, it's we now. Is that like, oh, the Cowboys now? They're in the. Uh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I can wear that t-shirt as well. You talk about it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I also got a Titans one there recently. <laughs> but uh, you definitely, but the fact that they're losing Joseph Sally he or whatever his name is, best would be a perfect fit in there. Yeah, I think on a good team, being able to run off a half back the way he ran off Cody Walker. The only query I'd have, the fear I'd have, but then going after best right. They're losing uh, Joseph Sally obviously. They're also going to lose two posts like in the next year or two they've lost a lot of height then yeah from the back three and they kind of always played to the height so look maybe there's well, I think like, you look at Fenrith like, there's not much height in the back <laughs> that field no but it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's the other it's, way around it's stylistically how the yeah, yeah, yeah. plays and stuff but yeah look um, speaking of losing things <laughs> um, Cameron Serraldo on the weekend I just I have to bring it up <sighs> made the decision to start Reese Mahoney on or Reed Mahoney rather on the bench mm. citing that he was sick 
I think in about 20 minutes on he brought him on at lock and mm. left Flanagan at dummy half Mahoney looked lost in that position and I would say arguably Mahoney's been one of the Bulldogs better players all season there's not many positions Mahoney can play on on and second row is not one of them or lock is not one of no. them um, just it just it was a baffling decision not just I think you're, you're punishing one of your better players one of your better performers um, I get it if Like as well, if he's sick, don't blame him. Yeah, true. Given the given the t- like, it just tarnishes the name. Like to play yeah. him at that. Like, finals is, is wrote off, and I don't see what benefit they got from it. Mm. Um, and it just it it screamed to me, Freddie Origin one Origin two. Just a, a bloke who was just kind of lost and just was making all the wrong decisions because uh, he was under pressure. And I think Seraldo is feeling the pressure big time. I don't know if or how he bounces back. Um, I well, was it kick out? was supposed to. He was named and not played. Yeah, he's back this so week. So I think that knocked him a little bit for that. Um, but definitely, like uh, some of the decisions, some of these outlandish sort of decisions, is questioning sort of Seraldo's coaching maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think to try and like he's your key recruit this year because ultimately kick out was a, sort of a write off with the injuries and stuff like that but to move someone that you didn't want to play into hooker and move Mahone in, into lock to, to try and facilitate him like it's a bit mad to me like yeah I, and look as I said it just screams to me as someone who's his time could be over at the end of the season because the the pressure is definitely starting to mount on Gus now. Oh yeah, it's it, it, like when it starts to mount on Gus, I think it'll start to deflect a little bit onto the playing, onto the the coaching staff a bit more. Like it'll, it'll trickle down because Gus will not put up with it. Yeah, look, I think that's uh, that's all I really had to touch on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, it's coming to this stage of the in the the year that the sort of merry-go-round of players moving and chopping and changing is starting to come out in the in the in the press like so with the bulldogs i think when sutton and the captain mariner were given in no harsh way to say go find a different club which is a bit mad to have your club captain and some of the decisions they made this year even like jake alvarillo arguably probably their best player last season definitely well, this season as well. Like, if you look at all the like highlights and even look at his name, his name's all been said. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how many tries he's on, but he's definitely over the ten mark anyway with tries this year. Like, but uh, who's the biggest or probably the most? Which team will probably do better out of this sort of season? Like, I know, as you say, you want like you're looking at best going to the dogs but like at the end of sort of this rigmarole of of, of players leaving who will who will come out better off I think better off uh, pains me to say it but I think when you get to topics like this you need to look at organisation wise who's the most aggressive who's the best run and that's the same across the sports world and I think you couldn't say the Titans are 
well run, no. uh, especially over the last few games. Couldn't say anyone really in the bottom three. Like probably if you looked at the Titans, like that's going to start to get interesting now as the mm-hmm. season goes on. With the two lads there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Tino and Fida, and then there's also a thing that I read this morning on Code Sports that the cheapest pack in the competition. Brisbane Broncos. Fuck. <laughs> Would not have thought it. No, would not have thought that. Uh, Probably, I would have said the Sharks because they nobody ran for over a hundred meters there at the weekend. Yeah, cheapest, cheapest four pack, cheap, cheapest. I think it was done on average starting pack. Um, when you consider Patrick Harrigan. Yeah, uh, but I'd say at the end of this season, next season, that pack will bump up. And it's not a bad thing. Like there's that. a lot of clubs with underperforming stars. Uh, you look at Wests, like they invest heavily in their. Four pack. I think you'd be harsh to say they didn't get it out of Bateman. I think it's it's a pack that's going backwards. Yeah. But I think Papaliti didn't offer what he what he thought he was going to offer. He's long socks. I think. Yeah. Socks up don't suit people like that. No. Um. But I think going back to the point about on clubs that are aggressive. God, you back Nick plays. Definitely. Um. I think it's it's predicated on, on them making some difficult decisions. I know we've touched on on area efforts, but I think it is time. We'll we'll be able to go, but we'll spend a bit more time on this. Um, I think it is time to move off Tedesco. Now, yeah. Before, like as in, I think get like, a bit of value from maybe or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think you'll get two good seasons out of him left, mm-hmm. but I think move off him now. Yeah, start looking for something that's going to come in now and make that. Or Manu goes back to full back and you start looking for these vendors. Yeah. Uh, I know I, your I, half back situation is going to get worse before it's better, I think, in that situation. But they might move off uh, Kiri as well, I think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a, a very surprising move at half back. Well, I think they might just. There might be a swap or something. Like, yeah. you, you might see it. Like, and I know he wants to go back to Queensland, but Ben Hunt swap. Kiri player swap or something like that that would suit that club down to the ground like yeah, it's um, a strange one I just think with the I know with the West probably one of their players of the, like at the beginning of the season Damon Lowry like but it just shows you like 18 months that he's going back to defend the Panthers like yeah. just a small uh, recruit mm, like that just an easy win for them yeah just that easy. means nothing but it's, it's such a great recruit for them like because he'll go back there and play an absolute storm and I'd say that's with Cleary Ivan like with uh, the full back in his head that he's going to go New South Wales next year yeah you know, oh absolutely yeah. and, and, and especially with Cleary in there now <laughs> being in the back of the stand they're, all, they're also losing Quighton this year as well so yeah. they're probably looking to take a few lads but look yeah. um, just a tasty little move for them like. yeah speaking of tasty little moves <laughs> uh, I don't think this one's going to be a, another long one I put, put the question together and I kind of think it's we barely in agreement but <laughs> at this moment in time 18 months into what would have been the two year extension he seeked should the bunnies be absolutely kicking themselves for letting Manu walk well you think of the drop in his form <laughs> there's not much drop in his form is there? not and um, the only thing I would preface this by saying is the only thing that could save the bunnies now is if they get Lachlan Lillis to be the guy be, that could be two years away yeah but it, if we can look back and we can say it's because they made the hard decision and moved out of Manu's to further his development that's the only way I think they win out of well 
it was like when Ilias got the hook and then got put back in like mm. like that was for his development as well and you see the sort of player he was now he's still not a Reynolds no he still doesn't have the kicking game like or the control that Reynolds has like he arguably Reynolds is like a coach in the field like he's that way like he plays the game in an but he probably runs the, like the attack like so everyone whatever he says like that's the way we want to play like mm. and that's what you need in, like a, a full seven like that he knows the game plan in and out and he just wants the recipes to fall on like yeah. but and like there's talk of going another is he's got an extension there in his contract I'd say the Broncos will keep him as long as he wants exactly like because because it'd be just a year extension after year extension and he'll hold on like yeah like I, I've even changed my stance on, on as a man because I kind of would have viewed him say last year as he's playing a position that like any six could play like mm-hmm. regardless of their level but I've seen developments in his game this year yeah that, even like, like support play like I mm-hmm. think like he's after become massively and just running lines that if you looked at it, it wouldn't mean a lot but it's where he starts the line or where mm. he starts to move his feet to go mm. then where's he going to break through like and I just have to be in the middle of the field to, mm. you always see like your man running down the middle of the field like where did that fucker come from yeah. you know that back in play like there's the tip on but just it means that he's the awareness that he's shown now is is yeah. way beyond his means nearly or his age like I think if you got another year you got if you I would nearly extend around another two years. I think he's got a good a, another good year in him, and then it's kind of a Hoffman and Origin mm. um role there. But I think by the time he's ready to hang up the the boots, I think Ezra Man is your your six for the next oh definitely yeah decade. It's just about and he'd be a budget one because he's never he's not he's never gonna play Origin. Yeah, I don't think anyway. I don't believe he'll ever. The only thing that would say say Renault. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's, if they went there, well, now they're probably not going to get, but it, a hooker. I think mm. there's there's a bit of, still there's a lot of mistakes in Walter's game, but if they got like a, a grade one hooker, like up there, Reynolds would be on a, as you say, playing out of an armchair. I don't even, I don't even think they need, I, I think like, like a weight even. Yeah, or like yeah, even that like, I'm really in another year or two could be a grade one. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely progressing that way. He'd surprise you, like. But uh, speaking of grade ones, yeah, buddy, your boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, over the weekend, like, like to have the caliber of Jaden Campbell on your bench, it's like when Brad Filler puts two <laughs> a hooker and a a winger on the bench, New set Wales. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I think there's a position in that field for him, and it might come by the cost for Tana Boyd. I feel. Um, I agree and I disagree. Though I, I can't fully remember what way the spine was structured, but I know. Are they Tana Boyd at six, Brimson at seven? Yeah. And then Hooker. Was it? Um, Ferrell. Ferrell, yeah. And Jaden Campbell at fullback. Mm. 
and that was probably their most impressive performance oh yeah that was the yeah the and one then, that they sort of got right like and then they sacked Hoba mm. and it was just like he finally got a young spine that could be there for the next five six years mm. Beryl's is the is the is the it was the expiration on that spine and you get rid of him and it just I know we've probably harked on about the Titans I think when we talk about the Titans our two most talked about concepts are why did you let Holbrook go mm. and why you starting Jaden Campbell yeah. and I think we do sound like a broken record but it's still I can't in all these episodes talking to you I can't understand either decision um, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to change with um, with the move I just have to a bring feeling, in Desi because like, he's win now he's no, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a feeling that Campbell if Campbell got his way you're looking at the same sort of highlights as Reese Walsh has yeah I just and think he has all the skills in the world I I think they'd be slightly different um, they'd be a lot more stepping by yeah <laughs> uh, I think they'd be the same highlights as his dad yeah yeah a lot of that yeah and you'd be blown away by a lot of highlights of small man and big man mm, and kind of blown I away. think he, he punches way above his weight oh stop it you'd be, you'd be blown away by his heart Um and ultimately he wants to stay with the Titans like that's the yeah. problem like you're putting this fella in the position that he at he might have to look away from a team that he ultimately loves that he would try on yeah to, to try and, and get a, a start in somewhere like. it is so rare to get a spine player that wants to take under to stay under and ultimately the, look there's there's mirrors of that in the previous one in mm-hmm. that Reynolds would have taken under his issue was not the the money it was the duration of contract yeah true yeah um, yeah look as I said some, some clear decisions and look hindsight is 20 but uh, <laughs> and we're too close you know what I mean so <laughs> look what do we know but uh, yeah look, baffling that he's, he's left off from someone who is never on the field to someone who's never off way to office um, this is probably an, another easy point for conjecture but look is Johnson Danny Ann player of the year because I can't like there's no world like I don't think he's been at fault but there's no way Nico repeats as in Nico beats him like yeah oh no way I think the last four games he's been the four points or the three points mm. in that Warriors yeah. <laughs> game like and it's gone back behind closed doors so I think he could be I, did, I, I have no idea what was before it stopped I think he was yeah. third or something yeah but he's up he, there he's but really Kane Haas didn't play and someone else that was above him two look, sort of layoffs it's also it's it's becoming increasingly like the NFL MVP it's it's a, it's a narrative award more so than uh, especially when it goes behind closed doors mm. <laughs> um, yeah it's all how your friends in the media look like yeah and I just think we're pushing for you Johnson <laughs> yeah I just think I think people would be looking for a win to give the Warriors that side. The sacrifices they made to the game. Oh, definitely. Over the last few years. I think the fact that going so well, the fact he's arguably playing the football of his career. Yeah. That's his second goal point win this, this year. Yeah. Like he is Both just, in this rage. But not, like the team inside is doing well, but he is ultimately the driving force behind the team yeah. for most of it. Like, as you, you said like you mentioned Wade Egan like Wade Egan's probably had an exceptional like he was good last year but he's had an exceptional year this year but Johnson there's a few additions 
that was put onto the team this year, like the full back from Raiders. Giants. <laughs> yeah. But it just looks like that team is made way for Xavier Savage. I can play this full back to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having an absolute incredible <laughs> I think he like he's some addition. Yeah. Just his hard his hard carries. His work rate. And yeah, the work rate around the rook, I think. Mm. Like the same with Johnson. Johnson has the effect that he'll always attack, he'll always push up on a on a pass. Like every time he gets the ball, he's gonna be past the tackle line. Mm. Like it's ridiculous how much he digs into the line and how he plays. Like, but it, as you say, the highlights probably aren't as exceptional as the say two thousand and thirteen highlights. But for the purest of the game, probably or, or something like that. Yeah, look, it's 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 he's it's playing exceptional rugby. Like it's showing like to experience to understand how good Aaron Johnson is playing this season. You need to be a bloke that's watching full eighty minutes. Yeah. Not Ten minute highlights. Yeah, because you're not going to see no, no his just impact. His finish on sets, even the way he defends, like he put his body on the line there three or four times, went off with with a knock, didn't he? And yeah. Had to come back on, and then <laughs> scored a drop goal. We were hoping for a little bit more extra time, but eighty one minutes do me sometimes with them golden points. Uh, <laughs> you don't care how long a golden point is once you win, and, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't. No, I definitely think he he would be my Dalian if he's not and like if they get if they finish top four there's nobody ahead of him that I think no. that is bringing that team up and then the last one so the NRLW started this week um, we all know it's the try for July celebrations mm. and I just want to say I love the way how the women's team every every player had a, a serious uh, I don't know if they they practiced it at <laughs> training, but there's a lot of choreograph. <laughs> they like the hacker. Yeah, like there seems to be a lot. Now, no team sort of uh, like you were saying. Maybe they practice their try celebrations more than they actually try. <laughs> but uh, they really got behind the try of July, like, and some of the rugby that's been played with the women, like, it's going. I know there's two extra teams this year. Mm. There's eight teams in it now this year. Mm. Some of the rugby that's been played is exceptional. Like some of the talent out there is ridiculous for the ladies' game. Like yeah, look, we get the more important issue that the foot, like just briefly touching it. In general, try for July has been exceptional. 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 Yeah. From the, like now, what's them? Brian Tall, who's has been my favorite so far. The Blades of Glory. I had to say it. I actually that twisted you up with that wedding. It's my back as fuck. Yeah. So I, I kind of went spiral. No, I, but even like a lot of them went even viral. Like you see even the Raiders, uh, Ashes yeah, reference the Ashes, and picked up by Piers Morgan. Brilliant, brilliant concept. Um, but and we've said this in previous seasons, previous season, um, the NRLW, I would say comfortably. As far as women's sport goes, is up there. I think it's the closest to the men's game. Unbelievable. Now, that sounds quite sexist and chauvinistic, but the reason I'm bringing that point up is for a professional league to have starred in the last three years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the way they've grown and the way that they're going to grow as well. Like, there's shouts there, like previous years, like, add six more teams in and they're like no we're going to add two teams in now Slowly. see how it goes when that team develops we'll add the next two teams mm. in and your sort of application has to be exceptional to be mm. like, 
yeah, it, it, it mirrors kind of the expansion plans of the NRL. Like, we got the Dolphins in and they were successful. And they were like, oh, let's get another team in. No, it's, no, it's yeah. like... You can't, you can't. Like, it, it's, it's, it's stupid just to, to throw money. Like, yeah. You have to build the, the pool of players feeding the club. Yeah, yeah. And as we said, like, when the Dolphins were coming up, we always said, where's these players going to come from? Yeah. And you look at the players the Dolphins has, if they don't get their home base of Redfern Cliff. to a oh, cliff, sorry, to a standard, you might see a massive drop off in the Dolphins. Yes. With the age grade of some of the players they already have, like, so it's either they're going to spend big money in the transfer market and try and get big players up there and waste a ton of money, or they're going to start investing in themselves and try and maybe look for the like of the young fellas that came over the the center from rugby union yeah, and stuff like that. Don't worry. Um, yeah, look, look. Ultimately, if you're, if you're relying on players developing other clubs, you're never going to get the best possible players. Yeah. Right? You develop players yourself. You get the best players in Redcliffe anyway. Um, anyway, moving on to the round 22 previews. Team of the Boy, much deserved Warriors. Um, They'd be delighted to sneak up third because very unlikely they're going to drop on the back of a boy. But first game is Thursday, 5th of July at 10 to 11 Irish time. It is a more interesting base in the Roosters' performance the weekend. Uh, they look very good for me. Um, Broncos against the Roosters. Keynes is not a huge. Well, I suppose Dylan Napa, uh, Victor Radley, uh, Tommy Flegler's back in. Key outs, obviously, Marty Takao and Jesse Harper's out for the Broncos. Pretty much lines up as would be expected um, from the the Broncos. Dean Mara, Mariner, sorry. On one wing is probably the only mm. new name. Um, for the Roosters, it's it's starting to look more like a a more composed side, a more consistent side. Uh, obviously, the cheese is back. It wasn't amazing the weekend, but uh, two bushes in the second row as well. So that was a good sign. Um, I I'm, I'm obviously gonna back the Broncos. It's a night game up in Brisbane. But I think it's a lot more interesting than it probably ha- would yeah, have been I if think, it happened three yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, the Roosters might be have a little bit of wind in their sail this this week. Yeah. Uh, Referee obviously Grant Atkins as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think maybe it could be a week too soon. Maybe to throw Brandon Smith straight into nine. Mm. We'll see. I just think, as you said, Broncos at home, not at home, but like Queensland, they might just do their business. Yeah. Uh, Friday starts at nine o'clock. The Tigers take on the Souths at Scully Park. Uh, the Tigers open up with eight dollars to <laughs> the South's one dollar eight. That tells you a lot that's going on. Uh, as you says, the not much change in the in the South. Uh, the Trevor Mitchell is back in there at fullback. Uh, the big in, the big in. That's the biggest in there, uh, especially with him coming back. Like I think he was named last week and then pulled again. Like so, I think he's ready to go this week. So look for not a massive game as in bigger ways but just his moments to come into the game I think would be far too much for the Tigers and the odds don't lie <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry next game uh, Friday 28th July 11 o'clock Storm Para look last year we would have been all over this game huge mm. game this season 
not really feeling it. The storm have a phenomenal amount of outs though, which is a great fucking equalizer. Apologies for my language. Uh, Justin Olam, Nelson Sofa, Solana, Remus Smith, and Tarek Sims are all out for one reason or the other. And I'm not a huge fan of that. The Storm are just look struggling, but it's still Dijan Arcy and Mitchell Moses in the halfbacks. So it, this game is just for me, it's it's brutal to pick. Um, I would say the Storm purely on the fact that they lost last weekend. I think if they're going into this mm. on a win, they might be fit for picking. But yeah, I think Storm by four, but it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think the storm might just have enough, as you say, the the halves of, of wheels aren't right, and there are a few changes there in the pack that I just don't know their names. Um. So then Saturday, first game Saturday, six o'clock at Geo Stadium. Raiders take on the Knights. Raiders open up with a dollar sixty-seven to the Knights two dollars twenty. Um. This will be a tight enough game. I think. I think the way the Knights are playing, they're. They're getting a little bit dogged in, in the like, like ultimately Tyson Gamble and, and Jackson Hastings aren't gonna set the the pace of light, but mm. they're actually moving that back line very nicely, and the touches of Ken Pollinger are getting, he's starting to put his stamp on the game a bit more. Like I think, um, yeah, there's not much change. I think the Raiders are fully packed out of, pretty much. Yeah, mm. so I could see an upset. But I hope at home with the Raiders they'll do the job and get the W. Yeah, I think Raiders will will get the job done. Uh, next up, eight thirty on Saturday, Irish time, Wynn Stadium, Dragons versus the Eagles, fifteen versus eleven. Dragons open up at two dollars eighty, Eagles one dollar forty four. I can think of better games to watch this weekend. If I'm being brutally honest with you, definitely. Uh, especially as we don't know quite what Manly side will come out. Yeah. Come out. Um, and that's just being brutally honest with you in terms of key outs obviously uh, Josh Alloway for Manly and Moses in by the Dragons in terms of key ins not a huge Eaton Belmore and Jay Garter are the key ins uh, although neither I think nailed it Friday. nailed Eaton Belmore on, uh, on the interchange that's about it uh, yeah look I think I back Manly to win this Um assuming some semblance of Manly shows up yeah yeah I'm with you on that one I think the Dragons are going to stay 16th <laughs> uh, last game then on Saturday is at 10.35 at Bluebet Stadium Panthers take on the Sharks Panthers open up $1.15 to the Sharks five fifty, which is a big big you wouldn't have got that two or three weeks ago uh, the Panthers are fully loaded I think uh, not much difference there same group Lindsay Smith Matt uh, Ivanhoof and Zach Hobson on the, on the interchange they look full strength and then we have the Sharks Sharks look full strength the only thing about the Sharks is was it the Sharks or the Bulldogs none of the forwards last week made over 100 so I, I can't see could have been both could have been both yeah. <laughs> what did you say you don't have to whisper that people know yeah, I can't see where the 
you can see where the struggles of the Sharks are coming from and it's the pack like I think they don't have an out and out big like you look at the Panthers there you look at Moses Leo and Fish Harris you know you're going to have a hard day all day which you look at Kafusi and Toby Rudolph not so much in a way in much respect to the lads I just think the boys are on different levels the, the pack wise so it's definitely the odds are in favour of the Panthers and I think this might be a 20 plus game yeah just the way the Sharks are going which is disappointing because at the start of the season you would say the fiction said this could be a this could be it um, moving on first game Sunday morning 5am uh, I'll do the Russian set your alarm I know it's quite negative <laughs> I've been quite negative with some of my pictures Salter Oval Bundaberg this game's been taken out to the bush Bulldogs Dolphins Bulldogs open up at $2.29 Dolphins open up at $1.63 in terms of outs key out is probably the Dolphins in Ray Stone in terms of key ins it, it probably is the doggies obviously they've got Josh Adokar returning new signing Liam Knight is in is he going to play no he's on the reserves he's on the reserves um, we've also got Toby Sexton back in which is huge because they'd sign him and they got a game out of him and kick out yeah and then obviously Jeremy Marshall King is fit for the Dolphins which is a massive plus for them massive plus um, it'd be nice to see him playing I think Sean Sullivan did he play with Sean Sullivan yet he would have maybe for first, game. first few games of the season yeah, um, yeah I'm going to back the Dolphins for this uh, nice to see uh, Tawari playing in the centre as well I fancy him against wingers come centres Jacob Carras and Braden Barnes for mm. some reason yeah. uh, not sure why um, big big body <laughs> yeah. Dolphins and I'd say by 8 oh very good min I think it'd be a close game I think this could be an entertaining game to watch I just have a feeling but I would not set my alarm to watch it to be honest <laughs> uh, and then the last game then Sunday is at 5 past 7 at Seabus St- uh, Super Stadium Titans take on the Cowboys uh, now at Brisbane at, uh, not Brisbane Kings and Derby Um Jaden Campbell starting in a change again. Not happy with that. Sam Verge at centre. Uh, Keon Cohen and Tana Boyd start at the halves. AJ Brimson at the back. Um, Who's playing half? Uh, Sam Verge. I think he had centre. Fair. No. And then I think uh, the Cowboys are full strength, I think. Except for. Uh, Rookie Levy. Tamalamu. Yeah, he's still out for a while. Um, Titans three dollars twenty to the Cowboys one dollar thirty six. So that shows you, especially yeah. with the Cowboys' consistency over the last while. I just think that the Cowboys might just have a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Tends for, to agree. Tends for the to Titans. Agree. I guess we're not doing tipping this yet. It's been difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the that's the round twenty two matchups sorted, and that's us for another week. Actually, sorry, we've been remiss not to just say that it is obviously women. League round, in addition to being the second round of the NLW, so brilliant of the game is focusing the involvement of women, not just on the, on the playing field but in the game as a whole. Yeah, it's week. the same at every club. I think you, you all know two or three in your own head, like where you probably wouldn't have got a few games or wouldn't have got fed after games or stuff yeah, like that. Like like it's yeah. Over the years that we played, like I think there's just a handful of women that you could have said like that had a real effect over you, yeah. even your own mother who. Still, as you get in training as a kid and stuff like that, true, yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant round, and hopefully, it's, it's well deserved, well uh, honored this week. It always is, it's always yeah. great. But that's all for me, that's me done too. Thank you, and good night. Good luck. Good luck.
minutes to go. Eight points all. Played to Keary. He's down the left. Short pass Mitchell. Beautiful pass to Tupo. Into the backfield. Kicks it to the net. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.